You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley. I'm Deacon Paul Trinan, and we're here at the Abbey of the Hills. Gosh, another just flying by type of Real Presence Live. We've had some great, great guests on board, and we're just shifting away or pivoting away from a a man who just wrote a book called A Hiker's Guide to Purgatory, an insight in just a fascinating insight into the subject of purgatory, the healing subject of purgatory. And we're going to talk about some healing as well. We're talking next with Sarah Gillis. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Deacon Paul. Hi, Teresa. <laughs> Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yes, thanks for having me. Now, I, I know Sarah from way, 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 way back in the day. She's from the, the town that I serve as a deacon, and I live in Nortonville. But she lives now in New Ulm, Minnesota. New Ulm, Minnesota. And um, she is the director, the executive director of First Choice Pregnancy Resource Center. So tell us a little bit about your, yourself. Am I saying that wrong? You're, you're looking at me no, like I'm saying... It, it, it's First Choice Pregnancy Services. Ah, okay. Services. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I got that wrong. My apologies. <laughs> okay. It's just if you go look it up, you're going to get the wrong center. <laughs> so we don't want to do that. First Choice Pregnancy Services Center. Yep. Did I get that right that time? Thank you, Sarah. God yep. darn it. All right. So tell us no, a little bit about okay. yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Sarah. Um, so I'm um, a wife, um, a mother to seven, and a registered nurse. Um, my most of my nursing career has been spent in um, OB, um, labor and delivery, postpartum care. And I got involved um, when I graduated from nursing school up at Wakoda in West St. Paul as a counselor and then became um, a director at Northside for a couple years uh, when I was newly married and then stepped away kind of from all of um, center work as we had children and raised our family and then entered back in to um, Pregnancy Resource Center Care as the ultrasound nurse here at First Choice um, about nine years ago. And then a few years ago, I ended up becoming the director as well. So right now I'm the executive director and the nurse stenographer. Wow, that's awesome. That is really, really, really awesome. So tell me how First Choice Pregnancy Services Center has changed over the years that you've been there, Sarah. Came into existence in uh, 2010, um, and now, you know, kind of through the whole pandemic, we had to really change kind of how we served our clientele. We had to go to um, some educational lessons where they were more easily accessible for our clients. Um, so you can we can like text our lessons to clients on their smartphones or send them via email because some were not comfortable coming into the center when all of the pandemic stuff was going on. Uh-huh. Um, and so we just had to kind of change with the time <laughs> and kind of the mindset of some of our clientele as well over the years. Well, I think that's the theme of what we're talking about today is the times they are changing, especially in light of the Supreme Court decision about Roe versus Wade and yes. what potential changes are coming and have have occurred. Let's back up a little bit. I'd, I'd like to just give our listeners a little bit more of a background towards. So this start this this pregnancy service center yep. started in 2010. What was yep. the impetus behind that? Or, or obviously the impetus was to help 
help mothers that are in crisis. Yeah. But what? How did it specifically get started right there in New Ulm? So, um, basically, a group of kind of concerned Catholics. I think it was mainly started by a group of Catholics. Um, kind of had been looking and watching like the abortion statistics for Brown County, and in 20, 2009, if I'm quoting this correctly, there was like thirty nine which they're like, that is way too many for our little county. And then they got looking at, oh, is there any pregnancy resource services within a 60-mile radius? They couldn't find any. And so that kind of became what sprouted them to kind of take initiative to be like, how do we start something here in our own community so we can cut down that abortion rate and serve the women and families in our area? And so in 2010, we kind of became an incorporated Nonprofit, and since then we've just little by little grown. Yeah, and like the last year, the Brown County statistic was only eleven abortions in Brown County. That's uh, beautiful. That's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Praise God. That's yeah. Let's, let's just and, praise and God, God for definitely that. Definitely at work in all yeah. of this because there's miraculous stories of things that happened, like from the time they became incorporated. If I'm getting all this right, like I wasn't the director then, but like nine months later, it was like the first client walked in the door. And then, you know, nine months after that, like the first baby. I mean, it's very much like God has had his hand in a lot of the workings of things that have happened at our center. So we're very much ministry-minded, ministry-based, like God has always provided. If we needed something, we took it to prayer and big, somebody met the need. You know, and I thinking about this, we, I just celebrated 10 years of uh, being ordained a deacon, and I was with one of my deacon um, brothers uh, for, yeah. a, for a little picnic celebration a couple of weeks ago, and his name is Deacon Steve Spillman, and I think, I believe, oh, yeah. if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he served on the board for yep, First Choice Pregnancy. Board. Yeah. And yep. he gave me a, right. a story that I'd never heard of, and I think I shared it with you when we were talking on the phone, but Bishop Lavore who's just recently retired, but was the bishop coming on board at about that same time, he, yes. his um, parishioners at the parish that he was at prior to becoming bishop, he was a father, Lavore, at Stillwater, Minnesota. And the, the parishioners at Stillwater wanted to give him a parting gift as he's leaving to become bishop. And he, they said, what could we give to you, bishop? And he said, give me an ultrasound machine. Ah. Uh. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. I love that. This is the, yep, this is the I bishop. I think your story is correct. This is I the bishop. That is the first one that yeah. we had here at First Choice that um, Dr. Jerry Joyce from Sleepy and I learned to use um, scanning my goldfish to make sure the probes work. <laughs> <laughs> I love <it>. You're kidding. <laughs> no, I brought my goldfish in from home because we had to make sure it worked. The probes worked. <laughs> wow. That's a great story, too. Yeah, so the Holy yep. Spirit just guides us, you know, and you, 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 those kind of foundational stories are so beautiful. So tell us about some of the resources that that First Choice Pregnancy Services provides. So um, we provide um, free pregnancy tests. Um, all our services are free. Um, limited obstetrical ultrasounding, which means um, once a woman has a positive test, we can um, take her to our scanning room and we scan up to about um, 16 weeks gestation. So if a woman has no idea kind of how far along she is, we can help her find that out. 
Um, and then we offer um, some SCI testing, um, a lot of mentoring, educational programming about prenatal care, parenting care, um, nutrition, breastfeeding. We have a mom's group. And then we assist with referrals and a lot of material support. So we have a baby boutique. When women do lessons, they can earn what we call baby bucks, and then they can spend them in our baby boutique. Um, and we can help with friends, diapers, wife, all those kind of things. Wait a minute now. You're, t- you're going off through those so fast. I just got to, I'm kind of <laughs> grasping. So, okay, so you can scan up to 16 weeks. That's interesting. Yes. I would, why, why do you stop at 16 weeks of a scan or? The because possible? I'm only trained in limited obstetrical ultrasounding, and usually what happens is beyond that, then women want a fetal survey and tell the sex of a child. Uh. And so our scanning is mainly to show women and families that this is truly a baby, that your baby is in the appropriate place, the uterus, and um, give them an idea of a due date. So we're not here to, you know, give them the whole fetal survey and tell them the sex of the baby. That's what prenatal care is for. We don't offer prenatal care. (laughs) Interesting. Okay, well, I'm glad... I'm glad that's yep. come out because I hadn't realized that. And then you, yep. you offer, offer, I heard you say something about prenatal classes in a mom's group. Explain what the mom's group is all about, Sarah. Okay. So ideally it started to be like a mom group lactation support group. And our lactation nurses, hours changed and she's only available to us every other week now. And so we kind of made it become the mom. It's like a mom support group as well because we found that mom's, really just wanted to keep getting together, especially after being separated through a couple years of pandemic and not being offered kind of just that um, mentoring support from each other. Sure. And so we meet uh, on Friday mornings um, for a couple of hours, and usually I supply the moms like a nice treat. Their kids are able to come and play, and they kind of just have mom talk. And if our lactation nurse is available, she comes, and then they can ask all their breastfeeding questions too. So it's mainly just to offer extra support to moms who are parenting their young ones. So give me an example of what the, the you said something about treats because you have to have treats. And then, and then there's some, <laughs> there, there's a, they're, they're free to bring their children, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. And so then the people that are there, are they people that have had crisis pregnancies only or some is it a are, kind of a, some are, it's, a, it's open to the public. Yep, so like our county organizations and WIC office know that we're offering this kind of a group. So it not, doesn't necessarily have to be a client that's come through and used our services, but a majority of them have. Sure. And so typically they, they're Friday mornings and they last how long? So it's usually about an hour and a half. Okay. And I usually stop and buy them some local baked goods. <laughs> <laughs> mom treat to spoil the moms a little bit. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's a that's you know, so often when I when I think about what what people say, what does it take to be a good deacon? I think it takes one basic thing. It's just the ability to listen, to people. Mm. Yep. And what you're doing is listening to people. You're having an opportunity with the baked goods and with the, the environment and the coffee and whatnot, but. Really, what's happening there, the miraculous thing is that people care enough to listen to me. You, yep. you care enough, right, Sarah? Yes, exactly. We have, we have clients who come back when their children are, you know, often preschool and five years old and just come in and sit and visit with us. So I always feel like we're doing a good job if we have moms and families who are returning and just Amen. checking in. 
letting Checking us know in. that they're doing well. Yep. That's a great affirmation. That's beautiful. Well, we're visiting right now with Sarah Gillis. She's the executive director for First Choice Pregnancy Services Center, which is out of Newell, Minnesota. And I think on the other side of the break, I want to try to emphasize a couple of things that, like you said, the miraculous history of how things have been met, the prayer that you guys have utilized, but then also look toward the future and going, okay, what could God be calling you guys to, particularly, and others to that are mm-hmm. in our listening? Because not everybody's called to start a pregnancy center, duh. But we are all <laughs> called to support these mothers, right? And these babies. Right. So yep. thanks for being with us, and exactly. we'll, be, we'll be right back after this break. All right. Okay, this is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. I would say um, where Catholic Radio has played a pretty important role in my faith is I, I'm a scientist, so I, I think of everything kind of in knowledge and intellectual terms. So Catholic Answers helped a lot because I might have some questions or I, I, there was a lot that I wasn't aware of. And it always seems like the callers' questions were just timed perfectly for whatever I was wondering about or had questions about. So I was able to learn kind of piece by piece and, and build. And now with kids, yeah, I really like to hear Dr. Ray's show with all the little discipline tips because he makes it so simple. Yeah. Um, I think for me, you know, the history has, has been really interesting. You know, I grew up Catholic and we went to Sunday school and, and religious education, but you can always learn more and there's just, you know, there's only so much that you can learn, I mean, when you're just going once a week to religious education. So for me, it's just been really interesting to learn, you know, why do we do this or where did this come from or, you know, or to be able to answer questions when people have them. I think that's been the biggest help. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting from Abbey of the Hills in beautiful northeast South Dakota. Yeah, and that, that, that taped intro says about the extraordinary things going on in our area. Well, that's very true really with this, this particular guest of ours. We're speaking with Sarah Gillis. She's doing something extraordinary with a bunch of folks. She's not alone, but she's with a bunch of folks down to home. And it's in, in the name of their, their, their facility is First Choice Pregnancy Services Center. And Sarah's the executive director there. Now, 
Sarah, we're talking about a little bit about how the center got started back in 2010, you said, correct? Yep, yep. And then you did a great job explaining some of the services, and you emphasized the free, that there's no charge for these services, and that God seems to just continue to bless you, um, and, uh, and that's part of it. You know, also, in this day, <laughs> these days, there's a need for a couple of different things that I think maybe are changing too, right? One is, well, one of which I don't think has changed, and that's confidentiality. So mm-hmm. your clients are, are kept in strict confidence. And, and, and explain yes. to folks how that happens. So once a client enters into our services, um, yeah, like I, I mean, I have young adult children. I you know, can't go in home and say, hey, guess who I saw at the center today? Yeah, no, it, we hold the same strict confidence as if you're going to your local clinic or any other medical services. So we adhere to, you know, HIPAA laws. We have policy procedure in place. Um, you know, we can only share medical information like an ultrasound report if a client signs a release of information from the clinic they'd like us to send that information to. So, you know, we under, operate under all the same as, you know, your regular kind of medical clinic would in sure. regards to confidentiality. Um, and then we were just off air to, for the break, and you had mentioned some um, some needs for greater security because of some of the some of the threats and actually some of the actual um, um, destruction that's occurring in similar centers around the United States. Tell us about some of the security measures that you're utilizing at First Choice Pregnancy so Services. So we're, yeah, updating a lot in security-wise. Like, we actually had our local police department come out, a security company. There's, yeah, cameras being installed and um, just a different way of allowing people in and out and access to our buildings. Um, so I know, like, we have not had threats specifically to our center, but we are taking what's gone on in the nation very seriously to protect our clientele and our staff and just our building that donors have worked very hard to provide for our area. So we are doing everything possible to try to keep, you know, this property and the services we provide safe for those who come in and out of our building. I think that's one of the things that, as I as we're reaching, I hope, Many, 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 many years um, this morning on Real Presence Live, people are asking themselves, well, what can I do? What can I do about this? Well, I would throw out two quick things that you can do. Is One, pray for folks' safety because it's extraordinarily courageous. I don't know, Sarah, if you knew this when you signed up for it back in the day, (laughs) that it would be coming to this, but it is. It it is coming to this. It is. And we need prayer. You need prayer. We need prayer. To protect these places, and yep. um, and I love the fact that you're getting um, our, our local police officers involved in doing in services for your group, getting cameras, looking at client flow, patient flow, if you would, and all those things. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I applaud you for that. But then also, um, you know, supporting folks that are in these situations. Uh, you may never come face to face. I'm talking to my listeners now, but we may never come face to face with these women. That's Sarah's job. That's what Sarah's been called to do. But but we're called in as much to support these things. 
If we're going to be calling ourselves pro-life, we got to open up our wallets. We do. I got to. Um, we all have to. And that doesn't mean we all just send our, 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 our checks to first choice pregnancy services. There's plenty of them that are out there. Find one. Become affiliated yeah. with one. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your thoughts on that, Sarah. Yeah, and if you're, I mean, all centers need financial support. And a lot of centers also just need extra people. So like our center, you know, for security purposes now, you know, we can't remain open unless we always have at least two staff or volunteer. You know, so, I mean, it just becomes a security issue. So if you're a person who has, you know, time to donate to your center, some of these centers just need you for a couple hours a week. So we can keep our doors open. Um you know, and like you said, prayer. Prayer is huge. I mean, none of these centers can operate without God's hand watching over them. And I think about the gift of the, of the Blessed Sacrament for us as Catholics. Yes. And, and going yes. in front of that, I'm going <clears> to... <throat> I'm going to be going to adoration tomorrow morning, you know, and what can we do in front of the Blessed Sacrament? But right. you know, offer up some of these scenarios with these women and with these workers and for security and for God's will to be accomplished through you. And that prayer mm-hmm. in front of the Blessed Sacrament, ah, that's just it. That's it. Um, yes. That's beautiful. So how, how, how else would you kind of advise folks that they can help people. And I'm not even talking about a, a crisis pregnancy service or pregnancy service center like you have. But as you're looking towards the future going, gosh, you know, here's here's some things that I'm aware of from my unique perspective. Sure. Well, I think a lot of it starts, you know, with our faith and how do we live that out in our home? You know, how are we teaching our children? You know, in our situation, um, you know, we had seven children we had extended my mother-in-law that needed assistance, so she moved in with us when we were young, a young married couple. You know, how are we taking care of just all of those in our life? You know, not just our newborns and our moms who are pregnant, but throughout the lifespan. You know, I, I mean, also like our disabled people, you know, anybody that's just not considered, you know, your normal, average, I mean, and really... How do we treat each other? Are we being kind to each other? I mean, that's the most pro-life thing we can do is to show God's love and kindness to each other and how you live your life on a day-to-day basis. So, I mean, I think it starts in our homes and we carry it out throughout our entire life. Amen. starts in our homes and it's one of the most pro-life things you can do is just to be kind and, gosh, because this is an issue really, you know, you think about, uh, I don't know, Sarah, I'm not going to speak to your family. I'll speak to my family. Maybe you can, too, Teresa. We're not all on the same page, the Trinan siblings. You know, there's seven of us. Yeah. Okay? And we got some <laughs> yeah. folks. We got some folks. That, you know, we all ate the same Cheerios growing up, right? We all went to bed at the same time. We all said our prayers together. But man, oh man, we are not on the same page with this Roe versus Wade decision. We're not on the same page. And breaks my yeah. heart. But at the same time, I'm pro-life, and I'm going to, just like you said, I'm called to be kind. I'm called to be Christ. I'm called to be patient. Sarah, we have to let you go, but just real quick, could you give our listeners your website? Where can we find you? Oh, yeah, sure. Thanks, Teresa. 
It's um, consideryouroptions.org. Consideryouroptions.org. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for visiting with us today, Sarah, and we'll keep your work in our prayers. Oh, please do. We really appreciate all the support. Thanks, Sarah. God bless. Yep. Thanks, thanks for having me. God bless you, you both. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. And now our producer in Fargo is going to give us a preview of tomorrow's show. On the next Real Presence Live, Thursday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Monsignor Patrick Schumacher is your host, coming to you live from the Corpus Christi Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. Dr. Jan Burry will be on to talk about modeling compassion in healthcare. Then, Steve Ray will discuss the pinnacle of Genesis, Chapter 22. Also, Dr. Anne Brodeur will give insight on exploring the intersection of religion and culture through history. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Thursday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Uh-huh. That just flew by, didn't it, Yeah, it did fly by, and it's just, like I said, the different pivots, but also seeing the, all these things, all these speakers in the same light, and um, gosh, I don't know if I could have put a better bow around it than, mm-hmm. than Sarah just did, is, you know, to be pro-life is just to be open and kind to one another mm-hmm. of all spectrums. Right. Not just babies, including babies. Not just mothers, single mothers, including mothers and single mothers. All life spectrum. The disabled, mm. uh, the people like Hannah, Hannah, our first guest, Hannah Zomer talked about. The people that I don't maybe want to, I don't know, I'm not comfortable reaching out to her socioeconomically or who knows why. But Jesus leaves the 99 and goes after the one that's tangled up. Amen. Um, there's a lot of folks tangled up. I'm tangled up sometimes. I'm so appreciative when people come to me. So, and it's so many lens, but the same mission, right? Amen. The gospel of Christ to the rooftops. That's right. Well, said. from the rooftops, not to the. It goes beyond the rooftops, but. <laughs> but blessings on your day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and tune in again tomorrow. Yeah, let's finish up with a quick life. prayer, dear Lord. Thank you so much for your gift of this radio program and this radio station all the people that work at protect them on the road and as they come and go all the people in these crisis pregnancy service centers that are they're protected and can do your holy work and all of us we can love one another as christ loves us and we ask this through christ our lord in the, name of the father son and the holy spirit amen This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.